You're listening to Subject ACT on 2XX 98.3 FM, your people-powered radio station. I'm Nathan Goobler, and very shortly you're going to hear my conversation with Alex White, who is Secretary of Unions ACT. Today is the 1st of May, and the 1st of May is often celebrated as International Workers' Day, and to coincide with International Workers' Day and May Day is 12 Days of Action, which is a campaign run by the union movement to get people behind the Change the Rules campaign. In order to find out more about the Change the Rules campaign and to find out about the issues that have sparked it, I had a chat with Alex White, who is Secretary of Unions ACT. With me now is Alex White, who is Secretary of Unions ACT. Alex, welcome to Subject ACT. Uh, Thank you for having me. So let's just start from the beginning. Uh, What is the Change the Rules campaign? The Change the Rules campaign is a campaign that is run by the uh, Australian Union Movement to effectively fix the broken workplace laws that we have in Australia. So your listeners would probably know that uh, inequality in Australia is at a 70-year high. The trickle-down economics that we've, uh, we've had for the last 30 years has really meant that the very rich have just gotten richer. And what we've seen is that jobs, rather than more jobs being created, we've seen jobs being casualised, outsourced, contracted out and offshored. So... We've got a big problem with wage theft. We've got a big problem with workplace safety, with the gender pay gap. All of the workplace laws that are supposed to be there to ensure that workers have a secure job that they can count on and that they have decent wages are broken. And they just weren't designed a decade ago to deal with the kind of, uh, the kind of businesses, the kind of multinational businesses and business practices that we're seeing today where companies try to cancel, terminate uh, enterprise agreements, the gig economy and Uber, the workplace laws that we've got haven't been able to keep up with the, the growing corporate power. So this campaign really is about challenging inequality and challenging excessive corporate power that we've seen with multinational companies that avoid paying tax in Australia. We know that over 700 Large companies in Australia don't pay tax. Last Friday, we found that 62 millionaires paid $0 in tax, Mm. including $0 in the Medicare levy. So there's something very wrong. We've got broken laws, and this campaign, the Change the Rules campaign, is intended to change workplace laws in particular, but other laws as well, to basically rebalance the laws and ensure that working people in the community uh, have uh, the laws balanced back in their favour. One of the um, statistics that the unions quote is that 40% of workers are in insecure work. What, what is meant by insecure work? Well, insecure work is a broad term that includes casualised work. So we know that uh, 20%, 25% of workers are employed casually. And it also talks about other kind of uh, insecure or precarious work. So it's the gig economy, people who are on rolling short-term contracts, very large number of people in Canberra, for instance, are enrolling short-term contracts where it means that every six months or every 12 months they need to reapply for their own job. So that is what we mean by insecure work. It also includes uh, sham contracting and uh, labour hire. So about in the ACT, about uh, 10% of workers are temp workers or labour hire workers. So when you start adding up all of those different categories of work, that's what we mean by uh, insecure work and what's, how we get to 40%. Um, 
In her uh, National Press Club address, Secretary of the ACTU, Sally McManus, uh, mentioned that enterprise bargaining agreement is broken. Firstly, what is enterprise bargaining in the first place and uh, what's broken about it and uh, what are the sort of sorts of changes that the unions are asking for? Well, I'll give you an example. Enterprise bargaining is where the working people in a particular business come together and they talk to the employer and they say, we want to bargain for the wages and conditions uh, for this company in particular. So where there isn't an enterprise agreement, the minimum conditions apply. So that's the award system, and that's the minimum standard. So when workers in a particular company say that we want to have uh, pay and conditions that are better than the minimum standard, they come together, they uh, bargain or they negotiate with the boss, and that's how they get uh, better paying conditions. It's broken because for a number of reasons. But firstly... We have a system now that allows employers to unilaterally terminate collective agreements. This is happening more and more. So this is where we had a university in Western Australia. We've had a large number of businesses in different sectors basically say, we don't want to pay the paying conditions that the the workers have negotiated over many years. We want to move them back down to the award system. And in many cases, those uh, agreements have been terminated almost overnight, and the, that's been approved by the, um, the Fair Work Commission. That's an example where uh, employers have got enormous power to effectively shift people from decent paying conditions that have been negotiated over many years right back down to the minimum. People, your listeners might remember that last year we had a situation where Streets Ice Cream attempted to do this. So they threatened mm-hmm. their workforce, people who make the Magnum ice creams and all the different types of ice creams, they said uh, after uh, decades and decades of making ice cream and you know enormous profits from Streets, one of the world's largest corporations owns uh, Streets Ice Cream, they said, we want to terminate this and you're going to, instead of being paid decent uh, wage where uh, you, you, know, you might be getting uh, decent pay for overtime or for shift allowances, uh, we're going to shift you right back down to the award and that meant a 40% pay cut for a lot of those workers. So that's why it's broken. Uh, and another example uh, where it's broken is that it's very difficult for uh, people at the bottom of a supply chain, workers at the bottom of a supply chain, to negotiate with the people who actually have decision-making power. And I'll give you an example, and this is, uh, you think about where you buy mushrooms. Now, a company grows those mushrooms, and they sell it to an intermediary who then sells it to Coles. Now, the person who sets the price for those mushrooms is Coles the end of it. But the workers who are working for the mushroom growing company have no ability to negotiate with coal, so they can only negotiate with the company. The company rightly says our price and everything about our business is effectively determined by coals because coals can say, well, if you start charging more for your mushrooms, I'm going to stop buying from you, I'm going to buy from a different company. So that company's got very little power to set its price and consequently its workers have got very little ability to negotiate better paying conditions. And that's one of the things that Sally and what uh, Sally McManus and the unions are campaigning for when, it, when we're talking about enterprise bargaining. Enterprise bargaining is broken because you have very powerful, very large companies that sit at the top of supply chains like Amazon or Coles or Woolworths, and they set all of the terms for all of the companies that uh, supply their goods, whether it's milk, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's uh, clothing or whatever you might buy from Amazon. Consequently, we need the ability, working people need the ability to 
to negotiate right up the supply chain to the people who actually have decision-making power. You're listening to Subject ACT on 2XX 98.3 FM, your people-powered radio station. I'm Nathan Gubler, and I'm currently in conversation with Alex White, who is Secretary of Unions ACT. Um, one of the things that the Change the Rules campaign is uh, asking workers to do is to join their union. But um, what kind of unions are available for those in the gig economy? For instance, Uber, Airbnb, those sorts of things. Sure. Well, there's a union for everyone. And absolutely uh, every occupation or everything that you could possibly imagine, there is a union uh, for you. In terms of uh, the gig economy, the most of the gig economy, whether it's Uber or Deliveroo, uh, is uh, delivery. It's people who are hopping their bike or their scooter or driving their car and they're delivering food or they're um, driving passengers around. And that's the Transport Workers Union. And they are actively organising and campaigning uh, for gig economy workers, whether it's in Uber or Uber Eats or Deliveroo or whatever it might be. It gets a bit more complicated when you talk about gig economy like uh, Airtask or TaskRabbit or one of those, and it really depends on the occupation or the, the type of work you're doing. So if you're doing handyman work or you're doing uh, a bit of you know plumbing or that kind of thing, then there's obviously there's a plumbing union, there's uh, manufacturing workers unions, there's also the uh, construction union that do those various things, and there's also doing more human services, so a lot of it is about uh, care, then we've got the Australian Services Union, they uh, would represent you. But it does, it starts to uh, get a bit more tricky about specifically what tasks you're doing. If you are working in the gig economy and you're concerned about the rate of pay or your conditions, then you should uh, contact the ACT or ACTU, the Australian Council of Trade Unions, you just uh, Google search Australian Unions then uh, their helpline will come up and you'll be able to talk to someone straight away. What are some of the, what are the, some of the other challenges in uh, unionising the workforce? Like, I just think um, f- with 40% of the workforce insecure, is it difficult to pitch the case to uh, pay that fortnightly fee to uh, stick with the union? Well, it's not uh, so much uh, the pay. When people who are members of unions get paid significantly more than those who are not and far more the generally the additional pay that you get for being in a union is far greater than uh, the union dues. So it's not so much the pay, more about the uh, what people perceive as uh, if their employer is hostile. And a lot of uh, people fear, wrongly, that um, their employer can sack them if they join the union. Now, that's obviously against the law, mm. against the law in Australia. Unfortunately, a lot of people in Australia get most of their knowledge about workplace laws from American TV where you have at-will employment and other things, which is just not the case in Australia. But that fear is the number one uh, reason we come across, where it's, uh, people are concerned that their employer won't like them knowing that, they, that they've joined the union. And obviously, joining the union is everyone's rights. It's a uh, fundamental right to have in the workplace, and you can also join your union completely privately if that's uh, your decision. And obviously, the union is not going to be going and uh, telling your employer that you've joined unless you want us to. Um, often unions negotiate uh, collectively uh, across a work floor and that sort of thing. Uh, but what, what kind of help can unions give to individuals with individual uh, circumstances which are um, hindering their abilities at work or uh, their safety at work? Certainly. Well, firstly, what we find is that your individual concern, whether it's you're not getting payslips or whether it's unsafe or whether you're not being um, given career advancement, 
generally isn't actually an individual concern and that lots of people in your workplace share similar concerns. And that's why, fundamentally, why unions exist and what we do is uh, it's about workers, working people coming together to fix the problems that they've got at work and advance their, their pay and conditions. And we mostly find that although an individual might come to us and say, hey, I'm not getting pay slips or hey, I'm, uh, I'm being discriminated against, once we start uh, talking with other workers in the workplace, we find that very quickly that uh, it's a very common problem. And that makes it obviously far easier to deal with. It's far easier to fix a problem when everyone or most people in the workplace share that and you all go together to the boss and say, we want this to be fixed, we want our pay slips, compared to if it's just an individual. Of course, unions employ lawyers and industrial officers and legal officers and uh there is an individual issue and it's just about your particular circumstances, then uh, we're able to support you through whatever tribunal or fair work commission process there might be to ensure that the rules are followed as much as they can be and that you get uh, justice and you get what you deserve. Um, whether uh, Traditionally, unions are associated with the Labor Party and are trying to push the Labor Party to implement um, the policies that they see fit. Um, but with a fracturing electorate, do you find uh, is the union's job going to be made harder in trying to negotiate with more and more parties? Uh, well, firstly, fewer than half of unions are affiliated with the Labor Party yeah, and right. unions ACT and the ACTU are not affiliated with the Labor Party. So my job is to talk with every political party. Sadly, I find that uh, the Canberra Liberals aren't particularly willing to uh, return my calls. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll work with any political party uh, to try to ensure that the uh, that workers' rights are improved and uh, that the laws are fixed. And that's certainly the case at the ACTU nationally with its approach to uh, to changing the rules. We, uh, we are talking with the government don't just talk with the Labor Party, we talk with the Greens, we talk with all of the crossbenchers, and, uh, including One Nation. So we're absolutely committed to doing the best for members, and uh, obviously unions created the Labor Party. They're the party that delivers time and time again for working people. But nonetheless, they're not the government all the time, and there's other political parties. We obviously talk with those other parties and work with those parties we have to and where it's in the interest of members. Can you talk a little bit about the 12 Days of Action, which I believe has already started? That's right. So the 12 Days of Action kicked off yesterday in Hobart. We had uh, about 3,000 people uh, march in, uh, in Hobart to change the rules. And really, this is about uh, all the trades and labour councils and unions ACT as a trades and labour council, as every state and territory has one, uh, organising all, with all of the various unions in town to energise and to talk with delegates and members about the Change the Rules campaign. And we've uh, chosen this time because it's when uh, it's around May Day and Unions ACT's uh, rally is on May Day. Uh, a lot of trades and labour councils and unions already do things on uh, Labor Day and uh, people are uh, energised and fired up. So there's uh, rallies in different cities, so Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane all have different rallies. Uh, and Canberra on Tuesday uh, is having our rally and we're uh, going to be meeting at the corner of Childers Street and University Avenue Civic and uh, rallying there and then having a short march to the Fair Work Commission and talking about uh, one of the very important things, which is having a strong independent umpire. Um, 
Looking at footage from 10 years ago, the work choices rallying that was happening, uh, are you seeing the same sort of attention and energy and uh, just uh, people on the ground campaigning uh, with Change the Rules? Absolutely. I think one of the um, one of the surprising things, and I actually uh, started uh, in the union movement just uh, during the work choices campaign, so I can I can compare this campaign to the to that one a decade ago. The this campaign has really energised people. People working people know that something's wrong in the Australian economy. That all of the, the promises that were made over the last twenty years about uh, the wealth trickling down to everyday people has been a lie and that, in fact, what's happened is that corporations and millionaires and executives have basically captured most of the gains and everyday people uh, have just been uh, left to, to pick up the, the, the crumbs. And that's not good enough. We don't want to make... Sh- people don't want Australia to end up like America with working poverty, with huge amounts of inequality... And that's what we're seeing is people are coming out of the woodwork. They're very uh, excited about this campaign, really fired up and really energised. And I, I expect that we'll see uh, probably more people than we're planning for uh, tomorrow at our rally. Just lastly, Alex, uh, for the listener out there who uh, wants to get behind the Change the Rules campaign, what can they do? Well, there's two things that you can do. Firstly, you can go to changetherules.org.au and you can sign up there. You can sign up to become a union member if you're not a union member uh, yet, uh, or you can sign up to volunteer if you are a union member. That's the first thing that you can do. The second thing that you can do is join your union if you're not a union member. The most effective way for us to change the rules is to have a, a strong, growing union movement. If you are a union member, then you should encourage your family and your friends and your co-workers to, to join their union. The best decision that anyone can make in their working life is to join their union. So those are the two things that I would suggest you listen to. I've been speaking with Alex White, who is Secretary of Unions ACT. Alex, thanks for speaking to us on Subject ACT. No worries. Thank you.